Good evening. Welcome into a game week edition of State of the Tigers, PowerMizzou.com's weekly football show brought to you by James Carlton State Farm Insurance in Webster Groves, Missouri. CarltonInsurance.net is where you find them on the internet. And I am Gabe DeArmond, your host for the, the evening next I don't know, 30, 45, 60 minutes, however long we feel like talking. Bring Gerard Hamilton into the show here in just a minute. But do want to remind you guys, as always, we are brought to you by James Carlton State Farm Insurance. Find him at carltoninsurance.net, 314-961-4800. His information will be running across the bottom of this fine YouTube stream for however long we are on. If you get in touch with James and mention this show, Get a quote from him. He is going to donate $20 to every True Tiger Foundation. I actually saw this morning. James also just uh, struck a deal with Mizzou wide receiver Luther Burden. If you mention Luther Burden when you call, he will donate $20. I know James well enough to know that if you just mention Missouri at all, he's probably going to donate $20 to Mizzou's NIL efforts. So get in touch with him and do that. We bring Gerard Hamilton into the show. And Gerard, it's game week. We are actually exactly 72 hours away from kickoff. And I want to ask you first, 72 hours from kickoff, how many South Dakota Coyote football players can you name right now? You know. Because if it's one, you beat me. I was literally listening to my Otter Notes from Drink, and he named three All-Americans and it went in one ear and out the other. I was I was listening to I was trying to find out you know what he was saying, what they do well and stuff like this. But I listened to that maybe five minutes before I got on. And I can't can't think of one. Yeah, I I read through the first few paragraphs of their game notes and it mentioned those for those three All Americans. I also know know none of them. Um, look, I, chances are honestly, when the game kicks off on on Thursday night, I'm still going to know none of. They were a three and eight team in FCS last year. I'm not going to spend like I do this for for I've done this for these non-conference basketball games for years. Uh, a friend of mine, Steve Olentic, used to work with the Columbia Tribune. He used to cover basketball, and I would sit down when they were playing like you know East Ozark Baptist Technical School, and I would say, "All right, man, tell me something about this team they're playing," because <laughs> like I don't know, I have I have no idea, and I'm not going to spend my time learning because. Uh, Look, again, like there's no other way to say this. Like this should not be a good game, right? At at what point, if this game is interesting, do you panic? Like into one quarter, into a half, into when do you start to say, oh, hang on, man, something's going, something ain't good here. Yeah, you must have seen part of my column for tomorrow because that's part of that's part of one of my (laughs) one of my four uh, four down territory notes is just kind of like. You know, they're going to be playing the quarterbacks, doing the multiple quarterback thing. I assume because it's South Dakota, they're going to do that with some other position battles that they, you know, they quite don't know about yet. What happens if the game is closer than you expect and it's someone's turn? Let's say it's Brady Cook's turn to, for this quarter or whatever. Do you say, well, Sam had us going, you know, or vice versa. It don't matter who the quarterback is. But Sam had us going and now this other team that shouldn't be nowhere close is close. Do we need to switch or will drink still be like at the end of the day, we, we're still going to win and that's what matters. It doesn't matter if we win by 24, if we win by 10, I guess. But how close does he play it, you know, with the leash? 
Yeah, it, it'll be interesting. And want to invite you guys, uh, like Justin and, and Jason, Mike, some of you guys commenting, uh, throw in your comments. We'll put them up, throw in your questions. We'll get to them throughout the course of the show. So uh, always appreciate you guys taking part and, and participating here in the live show. So so that was my question. So like full disclosure, I spent the weekend in Chicago visiting my son. So I missed Eli's press conference on Friday afternoon. So what's your sense for what we know they're both going to play? But mm-hmm. do you have a sense for like what that looks like quarter by quarter, series by series? I'm going to start one guy and I'm going to put the other guy in when I feel like it. Do you have any idea what what he's thinking there? Well, I specifically asked. And that was my that was the first question of the press conference. Just kind of you know. See, see, I knew I could trust you to go to the press conference and do your job because that's the only question I would ask. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, so you know what? It, it's something else that's weird is whenever Dave and Gabe are not there, uh, the rest of us young girls kind of look at each other like, who's going to take the reins for the press conference? Uh, I'd say maybe half the time it's me. I'm going to ask questions, but it's about asking the first one that's usually goes right. to get. But when I asked Drink about, you know, how are you, what's the order? He basically said, we're not going to give a competitive advantage away. And see, I would get that if this was Kansas State or LSU, or any other SEC team. But when you're telling me, like, I can't tell you versus South Dakota, it's just kind of like, uh, well, I guess. But you know, I, I think there's something more to that, though, too. I think Drink got burned last year when he told us Sam Horn was going to play against Vanderbilt. And then the game just didn't dictate that he could put him in. I think he decided at that point, now, I'm not going to tell these dudes what the plan is because if I have to change the plan, then I'm going to take heat. for. So I, I'm sure he has a plan, but I'm not sure there's an advantage to saying what it is publicly. Yeah, I mean, I mean that, that, that makes sense. I'm just saying it's South Dakota. I mean, if you think you're going to destroy them like you should, and we all have known for about a month and a half that you were going to play multiple quarterbacks, even if he – even if he goes like maybe does Brady here, Sam, Brady or something like this, like I don't know if it's that big of a deal versus these first two. At least this first opponent. I think Middle Tennessee is a little bit better than you know people yeah, getting credit for, for sure. but you know what I'm saying. So well, first of all, here's how dumb college football is. I don't know if you saw that I retweeted this today. Indiana coach Tom Allen said they have decided on a starting kicker, but he will not say who it is. I mean, what are we doing, man? Like, this is not this is not the nuclear codes. <laughs> like, your starting kicker, the only the only difference your starting kicker is gonna matter is whether Ohio State beats you 59-0 or 59-3 in the season opener. That, that's well, all that's gonna matter for Indiana. Well, Gabe, I mean, strategically, what if your best kicker can only make a 50-yarder? And, you know, maybe the other one can't. Maybe he's a 45-yard. Like, maybe maybe they don't know or something like that. Then the other like one ain't your best kicker. I, whatever it is, it's some type of advantage. They got to know. It's not. How, the defense has to know how much they can test the offense. It, you know, it, all types not. of things. You know how many advantages Ohio State needs against Indiana? About the same number that Missouri – actually, probably fewer than Missouri needs against South Dakota. That That's how many advantages they need in that game. Uh, so, but no, we'll see how they do. I mean, I think it's important again, that they both play in the first half, like while this game is still in doubt, 
I don't want to see Sam Horn walking into a 28 nothing game with zero pressure in late in the second quarter because that doesn't tell me anything. I want to see him when there is still some theoretical question who's going to win the football game. Yeah, That's my only I, request. Yeah, I, the only problem is, which would make sense why he should do it quarter by quarter then, because Missouri – could destroy them in the first half, really. But right. if you go, I looked. I was looking back at uh, the La Tech game, which was week one last year, and La Tech was up 3-0 after the first quarter. Now, the second quarter, Missouri exploded. That's when the game got away. But I guess that just means it's, it's possible that the game is close after a quarter. Yeah, I, I think it absolutely is. But again, to me, this isn't about, like, this isn't about getting a second guy work so he's ready in case something happens. This is about two guys are close enough. that. So my point is, if he starts Brady Cook and say it's 10-7 mid-second quarter and he just keeps putting Brady out there and we don't see Sam, well, that tells me this isn't really a quarterback competition. If it's a quarterback competition, you implement whatever your plan is going to be and Sam Horn plays regardless of, of what's happened in, in Brady's first however many drives he's going to get. Well, if he's if it's 10-7 midway through the second, I, my thing is no quarterback should play more than two quarters. If they play more than two quarters, then I get what you're saying. But quarter and a half, like if he's going to go to halftime, we don't know if he's going to halftime or not, I guess. But and and that's my thing. I don't want him. I, I don't want the plan to be two quarters for Brady Cook and then two for Sam Horn. I want to see Horn earlier than that. Oh, I, I get what you're saying. Okay, yeah. yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Um, we do have some some quarterback related questions, so we will we will start to get to those. Jason wants to know if he signs up for a subscription, can he say irrational things like fire drink if Mizzou doesn't win? So it, now. This is partly tongue in cheek because somebody's going to do it as a joke. But like, how far into the game are we going to get our first legitimately angry post in the game thread? Like, I I guarantee it happens within the first series. Whether that's for the by the time both teams have had one offensive series, somebody's angry about something that's happened. I was I was about to say I was about to say if they're. I feel like the first series is kind of uh, – I don't think a lot of fans will be happy, but you can say, you know, it's the first series of the season, you know, type thing. Now, the oh. second series – oh, 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 hang on, man. You're talking logically here. We don't do that. <laughs> I was going to say, though, the second series, if they're not going down – so I was going to give them one series to be like the whole fan base doesn't, you know, hate oh. y'all. But the second series, if they're – if it's – South Dakota is strapping you up like that, then yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a pretty angry crowd. I'm not talking about the whole fan base. I'm just talking about yeah, you know what people. I mean. But, yeah, but yeah. I do. So, but okay. So, so first and ten, like, look, they're gonna hand the ball off. I, I, I'd, I'd be shocked if they don't. So they hand the ball off. So let's say they're second and seven, and Brady Cook throws an incomplete pass. Oh, people are gonna be angry after that, man. Third and seven, and Brady's 0 for 1. It, it's going to be time for that quarterback change. We'd better see Sam Horn on the next series. Uh, it's very much it's, – <laughs> it's not healthy, y'all. It's not healthy. I 
I can't wait, man. It's it's been too long since we've had uh, since since we've had in game posts. Um, so so here's an off topic one before we get to the quarterback questions. Have you officially arrived now that an entire fan base hates you and thinks you're a homer, and that fan base is a school of with which you had no association a year ago, and who honestly probably didn't know who you were until you wrote an article about the gloves that a high school senior chose to wear. Yeah. Man, that's that's your welcome. Oh man, that's I'll tell you this. This was a very hilarious weekend to me. Anything y'all see me, you know, tweet, uh I either chuckled about or I was just like, here y'all go. It's I don't know. I don't take any of it serious, but I was just thinking it's so crazy how all this uproar about high school kids and the gear they wear, and it's like we know high schoolers, they all care about being flashy and Kind of even if they're like when I was talking to Williams, he's a very calm person. You've you've talked to him, he doesn't say oh, much, yeah. but even kids yeah. like him who don't say much, they still want to be seen. So for the uproar that it is about he's wearing these gloves, but he's committed here and we're gonna flip and he's not I was just thinking this is it's insane, it's insane. And it right, and look. Like, bottom line, Oklahoma is going to continue to recruit Williams Winery. We said that everybody knew that. Like, before he committed, both sides were saying it doesn't – like, it matters where he commits, but the other side's not going to give up. So, look, he – he like, yes, there is a chance, whatever the number is, I don't care, 5%, 80%. I don't don't care what you think the number is. But there is some chance that Williams Winery flips and signs with Oklahoma in December. We've always known that. If he does, it's not going to be because of the gloves he wore on Friday night in this season. I'm, I'm fairly confident right. that I would not That's, use that as the basis for my reason. That is the point that I was just trying to get people to understand. And also, as many times as we tell people this, I mean, it'd be great if he signs with Missouri because fan base is happy. There's hope, right. all that good stuff. And that helps us business-wise. But personally, I, I could care less where he signs. It's, it's his business. Right. And, and it, look, we were, I, we were already right the first time around, man. Now, if he wants to look around and we got to do another prediction, cool. We hope we're right again. You know, we'll, we'll right. see how it goes. But, but like, look, it's always better to be the team that is trying to hang on to him than the team that is trying to take him. Um, and, and, and it helps. Is today, this, the law goes into effect today, correct? The, the law went into effect today, actually. So, yeah. I mean... Yeah, you've got not only did Missouri get him, you know, they, they got him, but now you've got this in there. Like, how do you think this refresh in someone's right. mind? Because, like, two weeks ago he commits and you know what's happening, but now today is the day you start thinking, oh, well, yeah. I can cash in literally so, today. Yeah, so keep you keep your eyes open for those, uh, you know, Q39 Williams-Winary commercials in Kansas City. I just made that up. I have no idea if he has it. Um, all right, so back to a couple of these QB questions. Uh, Brian wants to know, Drink said no QB has really fallen off. Do you think we might see Garcia at some point? In the mm-hmm. I, I think it's possible, but only because I think it's possible that Missouri's ahead like 48 to 6. Yeah, yeah. there is – if this game – they could be up – it would have to be late in the fourth quarter. it probably have to be the last – Last 10 minutes. Oh, I don't even give it that much. Maybe, you know, three, four-ish. I mean, 
Now, if it's a blowout and they're up 40, like you said, right. but if it's like a, a normal blowout, like just 21 points, I don't think he sees the field. I, I agree with that. Um, so all my days and weeks are running together. But a couple of weeks ago, you had had posted on our board, hey, this I'm hearing this is a two-man quarterback competition, mostly Cook and, and, and Horn. And then at that last open practice, or at the at the scrimmage we got to see the night before the last mm-hmm. open practice, it was all like if you were a starter, you weren't in that scrimmage. Correct. And Brady Cook wasn't in that scrimmage, and Sam Horton wasn't in that scrimmage, but Jake Garcia was. So what that told me was they viewed those two guys differently than everybody else in this race. And then the next day, Drink said it. He said, "Look, Brady and Sam didn't scrimmage, and it was pretty obvious in watching that scrimmage. Like there are some things Brady and Sam can do." that the guys who scrimmaged there can't do. And so he's clearly the third quarterback. Now, it's possible he plays against South Dakota, but I don't think he is a part of this quarterback competition per se. Hit it on, hit it right there on the head. I mean, it's pretty much it. Yeah, he could play a little bit maybe versus, but again, it has to be a pretty significant blowout with little time left for him to, to see the field. Yeah, or, you know, Hey, there. Like, if there's an injury, sure, you'd love Garcia to have had a little experience in case he has to go in. But like, health willing, Jake Garcia is probably not playing playing meaningful snaps unless something has has gone significantly off the rails. Uh, Justin says, "I know we assume Brady starts the first series. Wouldn't it be better to see what we have in Horn and have him start the first series since it'll be scoreless? And if he struggles, you can go with Brady." What, what's your take there? Okay, so I get Justin's point to a degree because of the two or these first two weeks, South Dakota is the easier win, so to speak. So if you wanted to get Sam Horn off to a start versus team, you know, or you think, you know, you can beat, that would be, you know, the best shot. But no, Brady Cook is going to start. Um and if they're going to do that, we assume they're going to do that next week or the week, whatever. I'm being confused. But we have next week, we assume they're going to have Sam start the second game. Then I don't think it matters all too much, though, if they think he's ready to play like they've been saying. It's not going to matter. Here's the other thing. And look, every coach will tell you it doesn't matter who starts. It matters who finishes. You know who it matters to who starts? It matters to the player. I promise it matters to the players who takes that first snap. Mm-hmm. And look, Brady Cook has not been beaten out clearly for this job. He was your starter last year. Nobody took the job from him in the offseason. He deserves to take that first snap. Because if he doesn't, that tells me you view Sam Horn as the leader in this quarterback competition. Now, I'm not saying by starting Brady, you view him as the leader, but Drinks said all offseason, somebody's going to have to come take this from Brady. And the fact that he hasn't named a starter tells me nobody's taken it from him. I think it, and I understand that using the word unfair in big-time college football is probably a little bit naive and stupid. It would be unfair to Brady Cook if he didn't get the first series, in my opinion, on Thursday night. Yeah. I Also, to kind of piggyback on your point, if um, someone, if, you know, if Sam Horn or anybody else wanted to to be, the, and they all want to be, be the starter on week, you know, week one, 
the chance to do it was, you know, in the spring. And we know he got hurt, so we, you know, Sam couldn't really do much. But there was a whole period of time for Jake too. Everybody on every quarterback on the roster to kind of make their their push. And so before we see any practices or whatever for Brady to be named the starter entering fall camp, he would have had to had a pretty bad mm-hmm. camp, I think, to not be the starter, you know, on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> piggybacking off that, could we see Dylan Libel at any point this season? Give me a percentage from zero to a hundred that Dylan Libel plays in a football game for Missouri this year. Do kneel downs count? <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, one point seven. Oh, that's at least a full percentage point higher. Than yeah. See, but I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice like, guy. I I mean, we got people saying two percent, two percent, one percent. I was I was the 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 first part of my answer was going to be a decimal point. Yeah, it's probably point zero five point zero three, and that's being courteous. Um, I just we've we've said this before, Jake Garcia. If he's your third quarterback, they're in pretty good shape, so there wouldn't really be a need. To be honest, for yeah. him. Uh, I think zero point zero is a little bit low, but Zach's got it about right. Point zero 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 one percent, and like, look, that's he's the fourth string quarterback. Man. Like outside of the San Francisco 49ers last January, I can't think of a team that's played their fourth string quarterback in a non-COVID season. Yeah, it, I don't even know. First off, something I know it's an underrated thing, but I know coaches think about this. Simple things like practicing snaps and kneel downs, like they do that. And if, like, that's something where they're like, all right, we still need to trust the set of hands. Not saying Dylan cannot do that. I'm just saying they're going to think, why put the four string in there when I've got all the other options available? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. A hundred percent. Okay. Uh, I feel like this should more be a question for you, Gerard. Have you ordered a Kansas City Chiefs WWE championship belt? I saw that on Twitter. Yes, the chances, brought the, the chances I'm ordering that are actually lower than the chances that Dylan Libel plays in a football game. I am not going to order that, but I've seen that today. I personally know just because they don't look great. Um, I don't know. Just what did what did Drink said? He said something like Dave. Dave has got into the. He's went into the portal. In the transfer portal. NIL. Yeah. You guys give me some nil, and <laughs> I can buy a championship belt. They're, they're pretty expensive. Are that like how much do they cost? Oh man, a, a normal one probably costs like 300 400 depending on you know the, the type type of design. Oh man, go go ahead and look it up. Go ahead and look it up. Where where could you wear that to an event or in your house? <laughs> That's usually or a lot of people hang it up or they I feel like championships are something people uh the same thing like how people collect helmets, they'll get the little glass yeah. cases. I feel like people do stuff like that with championships yeah. more so than, than wear it. So so this is a perfect segue, guys. We got about four and a half hours left, 60% off the annual subscription price. If Gerard Hamilton is going to be able to afford a WWE Kansas City Chiefs belt, we need a whole bunch of y'all to sign up by midnight tonight. This deal going away at midnight. If you're watching this show and you haven't subscribed, kickoff 2023, 60% off. Gerard will have a champion. It, it, 
if Gerard has a championship belt on next week's show, then you enough of you signed up. You did a good job. If he didn't, then hey, we need more of you to sign up. That's, that's, that's how it goes. If, if I have one, I will wear it the entire day. Whenever, whatever, whatever we're gonna be on, if that's if that whether that's the one of these or at the game, you'll see it hanging around my neck the whole day, just so y'all know. Yeah. All right. We got one more backup quarterback question, completely unrelated, but that's how these shows go. Gabbard or Bouchelle? Who, get, who gets the backup? Yeah. I agree because I would have said Shane Bouchelle. I did not watch last weekend, but I understand that he looked quite bad and threw two interceptions, and Blaine Gabbard looked pretty good. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get to see last weekend either, but I heard that same thing you heard. And being a veteran, that just it obviously helped. If this was a week ago, and this question was asked, though, right. it was more so kind of you know on the table. Andy Reid likes that guy who's been around, and like, look, if if I mean he is Chad Henney, Matt Moore, Matt Moore. He's if 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 Mahomes, God forbid, doesn't play some week. I, he'll feel like Blaine Gabbert can go win him a football game. I, I don't think he'll feel that way with uh, with Shane Bouchelle. So it is cut down day in the NFL. Rosters have to be finalized tomorrow. I know that Larry Roundtree was cut. I know Shane Ray was cut. Haven't seen updates on on some other former Mizzou guys, but um, might see see some of that news tomorrow. Uh, hit hit some other questions. Will wants to know Arkansas, Florida, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Mizzou, and South Carolina. Which of those teams do you pick to flop? Do you pick to to not meet the expectations? I've got at least two. I think and I know which two your two are because I think they're my two. Is it Florida and South Carolina? It is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I just think those are two teams that I I, I think Florida like. I don't think there's high expectations, but I think they're picked too high based on their name. I think South Carolina is picked a little high because I think people are like, I just don't think two games at the end of last year carry over. I don't think that's a real thing in college football, especially with all the transfers. Yeah. I, well, Florida, I, it's kind of what you said with the name thing. I feel like they're a year away from like you starting to see this type of aggression. And then South Carolina, I, I can't remember the article I did as far as who they lost. I do know they lost their best cornerback. That's the only one that's thinking probably a couple other pieces, but I've got to see, you know, what their defense and other stuff is looking like to to have them yeah. third in the SEC East is what, what the official rankings were. I had them fifth. So And look, we, we we might find out a little bit early. They start with Drake May in North Carolina on Saturday night. So uh, yeah. th- that defense is going to get a test. Uh, Bill Sugar, I feel the running back rotation will be interesting and very – important overall to open up the passing game. I think it will be interesting. I don't know how important it is because I think running back is kind of a, like I I just, I think it's a pretty replaceable position, but I do think it's going to be interesting when we get to like week six or seven to see what that rotation is. I Overall, you typically, yeah, running backs are, they're, you're, they can be important to the passing game. I will say, though, because of what we expect out of the tight ends, um, or at least what Drink is saying, he said on what was that Friday that he expects uh, Harris and Northfleet to be involved significantly in his first game, which means to me they're going to be involved for the whole season. If you got something out of them, then it puts less pressure on the running backs. Although 
like you said, by midseason, people are going to figure out what they do. So the running backs are going to have to show that they can do something in the past game. How many how many yards does Missouri's leading rusher have this year? Uh, I'll go maybe like 695, 700. Um, I think this year a third running back, whoever that will be, will get a lot more chances than last year. Because it was Elijah Young last year. Yeah, I I can only remember him for the for the botched fumble at Tennessee with the Tyler Macon play. That's all I can remember. So whoever the third running back is going to get, you know, significantly more chances, in my opinion, maybe get a couple hundred yards. Yeah, I was going to say 600 yards for the leading rusher, because I think I think Cody Schrader's the starter most Mm -hmm. of the year. I'm not sure he leads them in carries. Um, but I think it will be distributed enough that like Jamal Roberts, Nate Pete, maybe even Tavoris Jones getting a few carries. I think it'll be spread out enough that nobody really is 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 running away and, and running for eight, nine hundred yards. Like I think there's a chance that and this this might have been true last year too. I would say no Missouri running back has a one hundred yard game individually this season. No, Pete had two. He had Pete the Auburn, one. the Auburn game, which is ironic, and the Florida game. Okay. Yeah, yeah, just hundred yard games. Um, I also maybe this is a little bit of a hot take. I think if Tavoris or Roberts, whichever one, if they show something, there's a chance that we could see three different starting running backs at some point in the season. But when I say that, I mean. I mean, you know how sometimes, like, they'll say a tight end started and then they right. never really play. Like, for the right. first – like, you can see something like that where I feel like in a way they'll be interchangeable. I still think Schrader will still be number one. Pete will still probably be number two. I think, though, if they see glimpses of Roberts or Jones or something, they may find stuff for them earlier or, you know, a little bit more consistently is what I mean. I I think we could see three different guys lead the team in rushing in a game. I think Cody Schrader will start pretty much every game. Okay, yeah, you know what? That's probably a better what I would wanted to say. You know, a better I got way you. that. I I got you. Um, is it really possible to determine QB one and running back one based on the first two games? I think most fans agree Horn and Pete have the most upside, but not sure that's distinguishable before K State. Well, I mean, first of all, they're basing this on a month of practice leading up to this too. But like, what you do in a game has to matter. Uh, I, I mean, they're both playing. They're both playing the same team, right? And that's why it's important that Horn plays in the first half with the starters. Like you're facing the same competition, so if one guy is significantly better in the first two weeks than the other guy, then yeah, I, I think that's the guy you got to go with. I mean, you know, if 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 Sam Horn completes seventy percent of his passes for seven hundred yards and Brady Cook completes fifty percent of his passes for three hundred yards, well. First of all, Missouri will have thrown for a thousand yards in two games. That'd be incredible. But like, that's a big gap. I mean, then, then, yeah, I think you're you get your answer that way. Yes. First off, yeah, it's been a, a month of camp, um, but they can only play who's in front of them. Like they, they didn't. I was about to say they're they're not blessed, but I don't think they want this problem. They're not 
I was gonna say they're not blessed enough to start off with an LSU or Florida State or something, or something big to start the season. So I mean, you can only you can only use that as you know what you can base it off for before you go to Kansas State. But we'll see. Yeah, I have just learned reading through the comments that those uh, wrestling belts are five hundred fifty dollars. Mm, see, Dude, you know what? How about how absolutely about we right? under no circumstances should you buy one of those? No, I was thinking the whole time. First off, I told you those the football ones are ugly. If you guys want to give me the the regular normal ones for three hundred, you know, get those subs up. You see, I like I like that better. <laughs> All right. So um, here's the other thing that that I found interesting. So they started camp on what, like August second, something like that. Um, Somewhere maybe the thirty first, or maybe yeah, maybe. I think it was July thirty first. Some somewhere right around there. Point being, when we did not see Chad Bailey at the second practice, we started asking every day, "Yo, what's up with Chad Bailey? Why isn't Chad Bailey here? Why isn't Chad Bailey?" Oh, no big deal, man. He just old load management. No big deal. <laughs> Friday afternoon, yo, Chad Bailey had surgery. Man, so this is where I'm going with this. I saw a story this morning that said the Big Ten is going to start uh, putting out availability reports due to sports gambling. This should be a rule in college football now. Put out an injury report. And Drinkwitz usually does it, so I guess if he did, if he doesn't want to say anything all throughout camp and whatever, he still told us. And, and he generally is pretty upfront, more upfront than most coaches with injury information. But, like, I think this is a thing, especially with gambling being legal. Like, we're going to start seeing this. These are going to have to be regular things. Uh, before I, I started working here, I did not know that a lot of coaches did not put out an injury report. Uh, like, that's kind of mind-boggling to me that they don't have to for, for whatever reason that is. But, yeah, that's probably going to come soon. But I think <laughs> – we talked to Chad. I don't know if it was this this last, you know, go around talking to them or maybe it was the week before, but I know it was the day before a drink told us. Basically, I asked Chad, like, yeah, I heard you, you know, you haven't been around. Are you are you all good? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. I was just a little banged up. That's what he said. And then the next day, drink was just like, um, yeah, he's got a soft tissue injury. So I think this was maybe two weeks ago. And then on Friday, he was like, he went underwent a procedure. Yeah, so anyway, they're without him for th at least two games. Realistically, I don't think it. he plays against Kansas State because, like, he hasn't been practicing, man. He hasn't been practicing, and I just feel like 21 days. I don't know. That sounds oddly. Well, I guess since he said it, he, he could make it back before the K-State game, but it seemed like 21 days more or less. Yeah. So, I, I just I, – I've just got a hard time seeing him – playing a big role there uh dave says haven't heard much about the most promising player luther burden any idea if he's ready to replace dom like look the reason you haven't heard anything about luther burden is because there's no questions like he's gonna start he's gonna get the ball a lot what we spend most of camp talking about is where we do have questions is why we talk about the quarterbacks for 30 minutes every time we do a show before we talk about anything else exactly i mean uh to be honest, this is one of those things. It's kind of like an offensive lineman. They do not want to be talked about. So if we were talking about Luther in camp, at least, it probably wouldn't be for a great reason, to be honest. So you guys should be happy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, any chance we see a heavier 
pass offense in the first two games because they're trying to figure out the quarterback. Like, I think that's possible. I think, well, I feel like they'll be a little bit more pass heavier because of Kirby Moore. But yes, that's a, yes, that makes sense. Although I don't think they're going to, I don't know, something about drink. He's, we've been talking about this. He's a cautious person. He doesn't want to put things in jeopardy. So I don't know how, how pass heavy he'd be, even versus a South Dakota. I, th- I think it could go two ways, too. Like, in a normal game, if you're ahead 35-3 in the third quarter, you're not really throwing the ball, right? You're just kind of getting out of there. In this game, if you're up 35-3 and you're trying to make a decision on who your starting quarterback is, send him out there let him run the offense. If that means the 70-yard touchdowns and, and the 12 Kyle fans get angry, then so be it. I want to say, I wonder how many – how many of those jerseys or any South Dakota memorabilia we'll actually see on Thursday? I'll be interested. I mean, it's not that it's it's not that bad a drive. It's about a it's about a six and a half seven hour drive uh, from Vermilion. It's in it's in South Eastern South Dakota. Like it's a chance to go see your team play. A, a, a fan base like this only gets one chance to to see them play. A, you know, a, a power five school every year, so. There might be a few, you know. Uh, I'll be interested to see what attendance is. I, I think that Missouri should expect an attendance jump this year. Um, I think that would be the hope. I think there were like 52,000 last year or something. Like, I think they'd like to average 55, 56 this year at least. That needs to be the amount of people who come to to, to the pregame with us. 55,000 game. Hang, hang on now, man. I, I don't I don't got I don't got food for fifty five. I got food oh. for like fifty five, maybe. Not fifty five. Well, that's a, that, you know, Gabe. That's a them. I think they'll be okay with it. It's the first game of the season. I'm pretty sure people will be packed and loaded with food and beverages and whatever else in between. Yeah. I think they'll be good. Yeah. So yeah, if you're watching this, we are having a tailgate with our uh, our game day partner Yingling over in Lot P. Um, so stop by, say hi. It'll be the Power Mizzou Yingling tent. It shouldn't be all that tough to find uh, back behind Mizzou Arena. So certainly we we welcome people to come by. Um, I don't know that we're going to do, uh, you know, predictions this or, and I don't even know if predictions are are worthwhile in this game, but but like just just give me something that you think we see on on Thursday night, like it's something that personnel wise, offensive scheme, wise, whatever, I don't care. Just, just something that you think, Hey, we're going to see this on, on Thursday night. Um, we're going to see, I don't know if I can say this, but it's something I'm looking for. I don't know if I can definitively tell you, but something I'm looking for. Which quarterback in their opportunity is more aggressive and which one is conservative? Because one can think, well, this is my chance. I need to, you know, maybe the read is the slant, but maybe I can, you know, I can get that that go route going. Maybe the other guy's thinking, no, I need to go for the slant. I don't let me do what the play is designed to do or what they need me to do. That's what I guess I'm more lacking for. I can't know if I could tell you something specific. Yeah. I I would say we see more of the offense than we would normally see in a week one game against an FCS opponent. I think we see 
Horn and Cook go out there. They've got the full playbook. Kirby Moore's throwing a lot of things out. Like, I won't be surprised to see a deep shot in the first three plays. I won't be surprised if we see him put a, a trick play or two on film for, for K-State. Like, I think normally in these games, I think you would go in and say, hey, don't show too much. Pretty vanilla. Let's just get through it. I think we see that on defense. I think we see base defense, not too many blitzes, you know, uh, and, and don't give too much away. But on offense, because they're trying to figure out who the quarterback is, I think we are going to see a lot more offensively than than we would normally see. I think the defense will, at least early on, I think they will. Um, last year versus La Tech, they got three – Three turn. I want to say were all interceptions. I can't remember, but it was three turnovers, and then one of them was returned for a touchdown. And Brady talked about it the other day, like going against the defense every day. You know, uh, I don't think Blake Baker is afraid to even do it to his own quarterback. <laughs> he will send the house. So I think he'll he'll do that because again, it's another year in that part of the scheme. So there's going to be a little bit more trickeration, I think, and a little bit more. Uh, I don't know. It's just going to be a little bit more defined this year on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Um, so we will have a show on uh, on Thursday night when the game wraps up, probably about an hour after the game. So theoretically, game's going to end 10, 10, 30. We need an hour to go do interviews, stuff like that. We'll, we'll be live from the press box, I'm, I'm guessing, sometime between 11 o'clock and 11.30 on Thursday night. We'll hang out for a little while, talk about that one. Um, I'm – Probably the game I'm most intrigued by outside of Missouri is unfortunately happening at the same time. Florida's at Utah Thursday night. I'd like to see that one um, because I don't expect Florida to, to win it. And I don't really think Florida's going to be super competitive. But if they nope. could go out and do that, that'd be a heck of a statement in week one. I think they're going to get ran over. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, that I. I thought that was a Saturday game, too, until I was looking earlier. Um, so I think the game of the weekend – well, the game of the weekend is LSU-Florida State on Sunday. But I don't like that it's on Sunday. I, I really don't. So I guess the game of Saturday for me is probably South Carolina and uh, North Carolina. Because I got to see what the Drake Mays hyped about. I didn't, I didn't get to see him last year, so I don't know. But I, I need to see what that is. Yeah, North Carolina-South Carolina is a pretty good game. Um like West Virginia, Penn State, I don't think it's a great game, but yeah. could be intriguing. Boise State, Washington could be a little bit intriguing. Um, you know, I'm I'm always up for the big Colgate Syracuse rivalry. I'm really interested to see that one. See, I'm gonna guess Colgate's in New York just because you called it a rivalry. Uh I don't know. It's somewhere out east. I don't know where it's at. Might be in taking, taking Utah to cover all day. I, I, Sounds I, about I, right. I, um, all right, a couple of quick hitters. Uh, who gets the three touchdowns first, Burden or Weiss? Burden. It's Luther. He might get there in week one. Um, <laughs> if the running backs don't go off in this game, going to be worried. What do you all think? I, I'm not going to draw any. Yeah. I'm not going to draw any overarching conclusions on, on one individual. Complete passes to how many different receivers in this game? And that includes running backs, tight ends, oh. offensive linemen. How many different guys catch passes? Uh, 
Well, considering they're going to be probably putting in some more backups, I'll say nine. I'm going to say 12. There's going to okay. be dudes you don't even know are on this roster. You're like, oh, he again, this is the day I wake up to do snap counts on Sunday morning. I'm like, come on. Oh, man. I got yeah. I, I got to add this dude in here. Come on. Man. What are we yeah. doing? <laughs> so, um, all right. So appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Um, again, we're, we're going to be back Thursday night. Gerard's going to have a lot of stuff the next couple days. Um, tailgate at four o'clock on thursday it's it's almost here guys we wasted one of the 72 hours so we're now 71 hours from kickoff appreciate you all hanging out with us uh want to remind you to do a few things first off want to remind you to get in touch with james carlton at state farm insurance carltoninsurance.net on the phone at 314-961-4800 mention this show mention luther burden mention hey man i'm i'm a missouri football fan i heard your name he's going to Get a quote from him. He's going to donate $20 to Mizzou's NIL Collective. He's going to do his best to take care of you. Great customer service over at Carlton Insurance. Who knows? Maybe he'll swing by our tailgate on Thursday afternoon. You can meet him in person. Get yourself a new insurance policy. If you watched on the YouTube channel, uh, do me a favor. Hit the like button. Subscribe. If you're listening on the podcast later, say nice things. Leave us a good review. Do all those things. Read all our coverage. Uh, It's the place to be. Uh, I don't know. Parting shots, Gerard? Anything, man? Well, let's let's get to week three. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Let's, let's, get, let's get to week three. Yeah, let's uh, – look, I hope we have a couple tune-up weeks here because if the next couple weeks are overly interesting, man, this could be bad news on the message boards. So here's – Yeah, hey. uh, let's think positive thoughts. It's, it's your birthday, Gabe. We need to think happy thoughts, man. <laughs> All right. Here's to here's to positive thoughts and happy message boards. Thanks for watching, guys. We'll talk to you on Thursday.